Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, one, one. We have ignition. Strap in. Welcome to the hottest sports talk on Blog Talk Radio. Over the past. It's Brian Carson and Wayne Sports Talk. Sports College Football. NFL. NBA. Major League Baseball. You name it. Take away. Everybody, let me introduce you, host of Wayne Sports Talk, Brian Carmen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Way In Sports Talk. It's Sunday, the day after. Uh, a very fun day at college football. Had a great time in Jordan Hare Stadium. We'll talk about the Auburn Tigers today. We'll talk about the Tennessee Volunteers. Bama. We're going to talk about it all today. And yes, Jonathan predicted it right. He, he's going to hear some me going off a little bit. So I'm going to go off. And it's just how far I go off is the question. Jonathan knows me well. Jonathan, how are you doing, my friend? And uh, I'm sure you know I'm not very happy right now. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that um, you could do a show today. I was uh, I was expecting that uh, your voice would be gone. Um, yeah. I just want you to know well, I was right there with you last night. Well, you know, it's, look, the Auburn defense, we'll go to that game real quick, looked a lot better where I thought it would be, actually better than I thought it was going to play. You held know, Clemson the 19 points in your backyard. You should win. Am I right, Jonathan? You should win a game at home. You hold one oh, of the yeah. top offenses in college football to 19 points. And, and I'm, I'm going to give the referees some hell, too, in this, this replay system they're using now in Birmingham, the eye in the sky or whatever they're calling this crap. The catch at the one-yard line, I'm sorry, guys, it was a catch. I don't know if you saw it, Jonathan. That was a catch, and I don't care what anybody says. But at the end of the day, Gus Malzahn lost that game for Auburn. And um, you cannot – I understand you play three quarterbacks, and I told you that was my prediction, right, that we were going to play three quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And also my prediction was Sean White would start for a series or so and he would come right out, and that's what happened. But I just mm-hmm. didn't understand why they, kept, why they kept pulling him every other play. That's where Gus Malzahn screwed himself. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think Gus got too cute last night. Uh, he was um, he was trying to see if he could catch Auburn. I mean, not Auburn, Clemson off guard. If they wouldn't be able to know, you know, know what they were going to see defensively. But let's be honest. We all knew from all the tape we've seen of John Franklin. We all knew when John Franklin came in, it was going to be a run. We all knew Sean White was mainly going to throw the ball, and you knew Jeremy Johnson was going to be, uh, you know, mainly throw the ball as well. He wasn't going to run on a lot either. 
Um, so, you know, it kind of telegraphed what they were going to do on offense as far, you know, because Sean White was more of an intermediate tosses. Jeremy was going like deep. I mean, you just kind of telegraphed what, what the idea was. I, I, I mean, you saw my Twitter rant. I took a I took this coaching staff to task last night. Uh, I was disgusted. I, I, I mean, the only other team I think had a worse showing, and I know we're going to talk about later, is USC. Uh, but I mean, Auburn last night offensively was they they looked confused. They looked like they didn't know what they were doing. And I the the fourth downs going for it, that's fine and dandy and all, but when you're playing the number two team in the country in your house, you gotta take every point you can get. Yeah, and then you know, I understood, you know, after they went down to the one and they got it overturned, they had a fourth and two, I think, outside the thirty and they went for it. I or fourth and one, I agree with that. But once you get down inside the ten and it's fourth and two, after you overthrow a wide open receiver in the end zone, you lost momentum, kick it, and you cut it to one score. I mean, we we missed opportunity after opportunity. But Clemson, look, look they're watching the great quarterback. And in order to beat him, he's not going to beat himself. I'm going to put it that way. So you have to go take it to him and take every opportunity you can get. I think we have Trey on the line, too. Trey, welcome to William Sports Talk, buddy. Hey, what's up, buddy? We're talking about that Auburn Clemson game to start with last night. The uh, the disappointment of um, Coach Gus Malzahn, and you know the boosters before the season started. I talked to them; they were okay with Gus. They believed in him. After last night, there's a lot of doubt after seeing what he put out on the field offensively. Uh, the loss of John Robinson kicking him off the team that played a big part in the struggles. But the right tackle of Auburn is terrible. Robert Left. I'm sorry. He's, he shouldn't have been out there last night. But what do you think of Gus Malzahn changing quarterbacks trade during each series? I don't mind each quarterback having a series so you figure out who's the best, but you're just killing yourself in your offensive line when you keep rotating quarterbacks in. Uh, you know what's interesting? I, I think uh, what he explained in the, the post-game presser to me made it even more hard to sort of to fathom what ha- what went down. Uh, as somebody who was just watching the game, I found myself completely frustrated because as soon as a quarterback got a hot hand, and I felt like um, it, you know, for brief intervals, Jeremy Johnson was a little hot. I thought Sean White got into a rhythm, uh, actually. And then as soon as his ball, you know, as he began throwing the ball down the field and it looked accurate, like he was actually, you know, if you looked at his eyes uh, on TV, you could tell, hey, he's starting to get it. Uh, the next play, he was out of the game. <laughs> so, I think from a psyche mindset, I didn't understand what Gus Malzahn was doing because if you're just trying to get matchup problems based on the quarterback, I don't think that sort of is a good plan given the talent that's on the field for Clemson. I mean, they weren't uh, they weren't trying to make a ton of substitutions based on who the quarterback was. Uh, so that wasn't really that good of an idea. And then secondarily, Tarvin, I just I took it. I think it took the wind out of the sails of all the quarterbacks. Uh, because, I mean, you, you've, you've seen it done well. I mean, what Alabama did starting, you know, a quarterback and then just basically seeing in his eyes that he wasn't ready to go, bringing in someone else and then just sticking with him even after he, he you know, lost a fumble. Uh, Auburn didn't seem to have any kind of game plan, at least that I could discern, for when and what they were going to do with the quarterback position. And, and, and kept it a deep that they – 
big way to throw like the name of starter that and, and, and what pissing me off and I knew it was a lie. They said Sean Darman, he won the job. I I told you on air Sean White didn't win that job at quarterback that Jeremy Johnson did. But looking at it last night, Jonathan, John Franklin the third, like in the second half when he came in and we had two running plays for like forty yards. All of a sudden he comes out. Him being on the field makes people accountable for him as a running threat, which which opens up running backs. And then all of a sudden, when they do that, they put Jeremy Johnson in. He throws a uh, wide open interception to the to the Clemson team. And and Trey says something about the wins out of the sales of the quarterbacks. Well, you take the wins out of the sales of the team and the fans as well when you start doing it. I, I laughed last night. That was so funny. I mean, just seeing how how stupid these guys look, but I, let's not take away from what what Auburn's defense looked like last night. Besides the Trey Matthews' stupidity personal foul, which he should not have returned into the game after that, uh, mm-hmm. I think that defense, Jonathan, played pretty well. I think that's a bright spot. The kicking game and the defense last night looked, looked great. The best one i right now. Yeah, I mean, I thought Auburn's defense played phenomenal last night. I loved it. Um, I, you know, if there was a weak spot to last night, they didn't have anybody to cover Mike Williams. Um, and it was that back shoulder, you know, 20-yard uh, throw on the sideline that they just kept hitting over and over and over again. And I want to say it was great to see Mike Williams back after uh, the injury he sustained last year. But I'm pretty sure by the end of the night, if you weren't Auburn cornerback, you were sick of seeing number seven because he was just poking everybody. Um, but that defensive line was awesome. Yeah, Russell was the best one, wasn't he? I mean, for Auburn, he just seemed like he, he outperformed Lawson and Adams and all that. But Russell, and and the thing is, is it's hard to stack Watson because of how quick he can get rid of the ball. And and I think we contained him to 30 yards rushing, which is which really is phenomenal if you think about it. Clemson, are they as good as last year? We don't know yet at the first game. But do you think Auburn has a chance? I mean, how, do, how does Auburn come in week two? They play Arkansas State. To me, Auburn's about running the football. As a fan, I see running the football. The only way you're going to run the football successfully this year is with John Franklin, the third quarterback. Do you think Gus Malzahn may hand over the keys to him week two and just say, here, it's yours until you crash it? And then if you do, we'll we'll figure something else out. But I think Arkansas State would be a good game for him to get all the reps, not just every other play. Every rep of that game goes to John Franklin the third. Then you have A&M LSU coming in. you gotta you got to be ready. Because I know LSU went bad yesterday. And, um, they're, they're not going to be easy to beat, even in Auburn, because if you can't score, you can't score. Right. I mean, we saw yesterday LSU's defense is still going to be very good. And uh, even though it seemed like he was contained somewhat, Fournette still had a pretty good game. I believe he finished with 23 for a buck 38. Um, you know, which is, I mean, it's a solid day when your offense can't throw the football. And that's something that we saw from a lot of teams this weekend that was somewhat shocking was how much the passing game struggled. But if you're Auburn, yeah, I mean, Arkansas State, especially with how poorly they played against Toledo, uh, I think it would be a a good game to get John Franklin reps. Uh, Personally, 
I liked what I saw from Sean White against Clemson. Uh, you know, I thought this kid was going to be completely outmatched and would have no shot. And, I mean, he proved that he's got some game right. You can't run. Yeah, but you well, can't run the football with him in the game. You just can't run. The running backs become obsolete because it's, if, if the running back gets the ball, you know why it's not scary. And that's what, what frustrates me. I think I see your point about why he made some good throws, but you're not going to run the ball successfully downhill with Sean White as your quarterback. Franklin in there now, he doesn't have to throw. Just throw some deep balls every now and then. Run that zone read and will allow him to be an option, or you're not going to win. Here's another six and six year Gus Malzahn, and, and this time they're not going to be as forgiving, the fans are not, especially with the defense that we finally have. We finally have a defense, Trey. That, that's been 10 years since I've seen one that's good. And now, all of a sudden, your offense can't score. Uh, I think Gus Malzahn needs to make a decision and quick. And, Trey, what do you think Gus's decision is going to be? How does he respond? What it's going to be, uh, I have no idea. I disagree on the on the third on Yutarvan. I mean, uh, to quote Jalen Ramsey's tweet that's now deleted, you know, he left – Florida State a third down, a third string quarterback. He's a third string quarterback now at Auburn. Maybe Three it's Randy. not the system. Maybe it's, maybe it's not the system. <laughs> maybe it's you, bro. Um, I don't think John Franklin is your answer. One, he he is a very inaccurate uh, passer, and you say, well, you don't need you to pass. That. Well, Tarvin, you do. Um, what makes you able to run or pass is the balance to be able to go to the next thing. Everyone can stack the box again. And what, what Gus Malzahn was doing last night was running a wing T a lot, which was entirely, I don't think, was very efficient at all. Um, and, you know, so he has to establish what he wants to do in offense because if they want to run the wing T, Tarvin, and that's what they want to do, then sure, put Franklin the third in there because all you're going to do is run the football. Uh, but I don't think you're going to win eight games. I really don't. Well, well, um, well I, don't, I don't think you need Franklin to, like, be Sean White throwing the ball. But what I'm saying about – I know he's not a great passer, but he can, you know, keep him honest by vertically throwing the ball sometimes, like doing his own read, stepping back, throwing it to wide open receiver. That's what – I kind of look at Nick Marshall that way. That's how he evolved. And, man, he, the, the more he got, the, the better he got. I'm not saying Franklin the third is the better quarterback in the three. But in order to win football games in the SEC, Tom is not the answer. Jeremy Johnson's not the answer. Maybe Franklin III, we don't know yet. Hell, I may just put the freshman Woody Barrett in and just say, you know what? You've got it all, all the tools. You may be green, but let's roll. I mean, yeah. But you know, another thing no quarterback think, right now. Well, and the, the thing about it, Tarvin, is, is you guys signed two, basically ten wide receivers out of this freshman class this past year. Uh, and, and you got to think about recruiting too with when with Auburn, who's been recruiting so well. Uh, and then if they go to a running game uh, where they don't pass, I mean, you have two receivers. You just basically promise in recruiting that you're going to throw the ball around. And so, I mean, there's there's oh, there's bigger yeah, things here with with Gus Malzahn and being able to be to not only have some sort of you know efficiency in recruiting and the fact that he's going to have to, to go back and tell these kids what he's doing. But I don't I, – here's the thing is, I don't know what Gus knows what he's doing in offense. And he's supposed to be this offensive genius. I mean, do you have I – mean, do you feel like you know what's going on with the offensive game plan? I don't. Last night – going in last night, I did. Watching the game last night, I realized I have no clue. That's why I laughed. I'm like, look, 
I mean, when you're doing direct snaps to a fullback, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I mean, it's like you said. Oh, that was awful. My head, like, and and here's the deal: you start the game, you've had a year to prepare, right? Your first scripted plays are handoffs to a third string receiver instead of a running back back there. You're true. He's a good kid. He's a good receiver. But that's your plan. I mean, Clemson just blasted us. It's like that's your. It's like going into a fight and throwing a punch, and you punch the guy. And he looks at you like, "Really? This is what I have. This is what you came at me with. This is your best." And and thank God for Auburn's defense last night, and thank God for Sean White, or Auburn would be dead in the water. But I'm telling you this: Woody Barrett is a freshman quarterback, and he's your future. There's no doubt about it. He can run. He can throw. He's big. He's a freshman. Alabama can obviously knows how to develop quarterbacks, but Gus Malzahn cannot develop a quarterback, Trey, and I've seen it yeah. for years now. He didn't develop well, Marshall. Marshall was an athlete. Cam Newton was already developed mm-hmm. when he came there, well, so I, I, don't, I, don't, know, I don't think Gus can do it. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point, and one of the things that I've heard about from whispers from coaching circles is there has been an absolute struggle offensively on a game plan, and that's why we saw Damian Craig leave, you know, as an Auburn grad, uh, was apparently because there is this, you know, where the coaches don't even necessarily think that maybe Gus Bronson knows what he's doing on offense. So, I mean, I think there is a bigger issue, Tarvin, because, I mean, I, I think it's from the, even the coaching ranks um, that are confused about what Gus Bronson is trying to do. And I know Jonathan doesn't want to hear this. We're about to bring Quinn on because I want his opinion. But and, and I don't agree with this, first of all. I don't agree. But I'm hearing that the next coach at Auburn is going to be Jimbo Fisher. But I do not agree. I don't think Jimbo Fisher would, would, would leave Florida State right now. But this is like <laughs> Quinn. I mean, I mean, Jonathan, this comes from a very, very, very trusted, reliable source. I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm just saying me personally, if I'm Jimbo, I'm standing out happy. Let's bring Quinn on real quick. Quinn was at the game last night. Let's hear from an Auburn fan that watched the game and was there. Quinn, welcome. What did you think of last night? Uh, the defense was great. The offense was a shit show. I mean, you're <laughs> rotating, you're rotating freaking three quarterbacks every other play. What the hell's going on? <laughs> I'm screaming. I'm screaming, Mike. One bout, <laughs> and then you put JJ in, and then we're at home. In some points, we can't even get the play call in. What? I know because I wanted you, to go you, you down there. Yeah, I wanted to go down there and start calling the offensive plays because I sure could have done better. I think you could have, Quinn. And and if you, if you have no quarter, if you have three quarterbacks that you're playing in the game, you don't have a quarterback, and that's the deal. So you got two choices, Quinn: John Franklin the third, your quarterback for the rest of the year, or let's just put Woody Barrett in there and just say the hell with it. Let's just see what we can do because another seven and five, six and six campaign is not going to cut it unless unless Woody Barrett's the quarterback and he starts playing and get better as the year goes on. And by next year, at least you have 
a quarterback that you've seen for a year and you know as a freshman. You saw Matthew Stafford. He sucked as a freshman. He got better towards the end of the year. And then look at him. I think finally if you're Auburn, you give up on this year because if you watch Alabama, you know you're not going into Tuscaloosa and beating them. Hell, you're, you're going to get steamrolled. So why not play the freshman quarterback to run the get and the, the key? And, I mean, I, I want to win, but also I want to build towards the future plan. And if, either, not, if, if all three of these quarterbacks are not the guy, just put the freshman in for God's sake. Or maybe we just uh, keep going the Gus route. But next game, we pick a student from the fans to come play. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was kid, a receiver that was a backup holder last year, and all of a sudden he a, he sold the show last night. A receiver, Trey Trey looked like uh, uh, one of those guys from the Patriots, Welker or somebody like that. <laughs> they found him a West, a West Welker on the team. Uh, I think Quinn wants to go all Navy on you to start pulling fans out. <laughs> yeah. It was. <laughs> it's frustrating. You you hold Clemson to 19 points at your place. You should win the football game for God's sake. And and the yeah. and the referees were terrible. Please describe to me what a catch is. I want to know because. Obviously, nobody knows what a catch is in college football anymore. And Clemson's receivers, if you're on TV, you might not can see it, but Quinn, did you notice how Clemson was pushing off offensively on a lot of those catches? Yeah, and then not to mention that mysterious pass interference call on a huge third down that Clemson got that call when there was no frickin' pass interference and went down to score. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm telling you guys, if you, you watch it on TV, sometimes it's hard to see. But when you're there at the 50-yard line, you've got the jumbo trying, showing you, I'm telling you, those officials were piss poor. But, and even with all that happening, we're going to talk about a lot more football than Auburn, of course. But Gus Malzahn lost the game for Auburn last night. The decision to go for it when he should have kicked field goals, uh, Man, they had a chance to win the game, guys, at the very end. At least put Jeremy Johnson in there to be the receiver at 6'6", uh, to go down the field and try to catch a Hail Mary trade. I mean, you know, you're not going to catch Hail Marys with 5'10 receivers. Not throw somebody 6'6 six, six in there and see if they can go up for it. Arvina, the one play that I really wanted to see was all three quarterbacks in the game at the same time. I mean, yes. that's what I was thinking. Yes. <laughs> Gus, is a, Gus is a man that's desperate. Can he turn it around? I don't know. I mean, I really is. I'm a Gus Malzahn fan. I have been from day one. After last night, though, and it's not because we lost the game. If we lost to Clemson, we're expected to lose to Clemson. I thought we would beat Clemson. And I was close to being right. I think if it had been a Fletcher quarterback in there, it would have beaten Clemson. But uh, that confusion was chaotic last night. Your whole fan base is like booing. And it's not booing the team. They're not booing the players. They're booing Gus Malzahn and Rhett Lashley. First of all, I would fire Rhett Lashley. And then I don't know who's available but as a coach. But you have Arkansas State coming up to clear it up. Um, you got to figure something out because you got A and M and LSU, Trey. 
coming up. If Auburn ends September in the first week of October, four and one after those five home games in a row, then Auburn fan base has something to be a little hopeful about. But still, beating LSU is not something huge right now. A and M's not that great, but if you can't score and you don't have a quarterback, I don't feel confident about beating either one of those teams. Yeah, I mean, Harmon, Auburn and Oklahoma are two teams that could go have their seasons go south real fast. I mean, real fast based on their early schedules. Yeah, who does Oklahoma play? Uh, Ohio State next or something? Yeah, they have two Ohio weeks. State, yeah, and I think Texas or something. Yeah, then they have. Yeah. Yeah, Ohio State is two weeks. It's Oklahoma, man. No offensive line. They they can't play defense. Houston embarrassed them last night. And I'm telling you what, the best coach in college football besides Nick Saban is right there in Houston, guys. What do y'all think about that? I, I want to go ask him if he'd come, come coach Auburn. So, please, sir, could you please come and show us how to get a first down, please, sir? <laughs> first down. I, I mean, let, let, me, let me say this. And that Auburn-Clemson game was so ugly that both fan bases thought that their teams deserved to lose. Because Clemson fans were, they were, you know, Clemson won last night, but the fan base felt like it was a loss for for a good portion of that game. And some of them might still feel like they took a loss in that game. Just because Dabo with that idiotic call, not kick the field goal. I mean, it's a a, a short field goal, puts you up by nine and ices the game. And and he's like, nah, nah, we're going to go for it. Why not? And you're like, well, what what are you doing? Um, Well, well, Jonathan, the thing is, though, and he's seen history, and he knows crazy things happen at Auburn. If he got over there and kicked the field goal and got it blocked and returned for a touchdown, then all of a sudden he's being questioned. But the fact is, Auburn didn't show any kind of capability of driving the ball 75 yards in 30 seconds to win. <laughs> but it, 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 it can't happen. But, uh, but I, I understand why it didn't. And I know people that took Clemson and bet on them, they were not very happy last night because they gave up seven and a half, eight, eight and a half points. And still goal. I'm sure you took Clemson minus the seven and a half, Jonathan, and you were hoping nope. for that nine points. Nope. Plus seven and a half, thank you very much. And the under. Okay, okay. that's smart. That's smart. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, anyway, anyway. Anyway. I was happy. Are you kidding? <laughs> I may, I may talk about Auburn. I may talk about Auburn in a few minutes, a little more later in the show. But looking at a team Thursday night, guys, that you know Tennessee playing a, and I know people may not, they may laugh when I say this, but Appalachian State's a pretty good football team. Um, Tennessee, the one thing that concerned me about Tennessee in that game is they got physically assaulted up front on both sides of the ball, Jonathan. And looking at that, if you're a Tennessee guy, you, you, yeah, you overlook them or whatever, but when you can be physically for four quarters by a team that's inferior to you, that has to cause some concern. I think Tennessee's going to be okay, but um, you do, if you're a Tennessee fan, you can be worried, I would say. You have every right to be worried right now. Oh, of course you do. I mean, what we saw was they can't throw the football at all. I don't. The coach, and they kept trying to throw the ball. 
I don't know why Camaro and her didn't get enough touches. And again, this is something that we saw throughout the country looking at shooting North Carolina and Oklahoma. Um, where you have top top end running backs, no doubt about it. And they're just not really getting enough touches. So you're trusting Josh Dobbs, who we all said was a suspect passer to even begin with. And he showed it. We saw a center who got pistol whipped uh, on Thursday night. I mean, my goodness. The defensive tackles punked that center. He had no business being on the field. The fact that they didn't take him off should worry you. Uh, and then it, what, we, what we saw uh, throughout the game was Athletic State had him down, had him down, had him down, and then their poor coaching showed up in the fourth quarter when they had a chance to go ahead and just kill it. And say, let's take down they this remind, team. They reminded let's me. Of, they reminded me of Auburn, Auburn, Jacksonville State. By the way, that yes. game did. Yes, exactly. Where the coaches got to, you, they played to, they coached conservatively. They were like, all right, well, let's not lose. Well, you can't coach not to lose. You coach not to lose, you lose. That happens every time. Just ask Jimbo Fisher. He's done it a couple times. We've we've witnessed the North Carolina State in 2012, George Tech last year, where you're you're coaching not to lose. You're trying to do just enough to win, and that never works out in the end. All right, so looking at it, Tennessee had no business winning that game. Everybody has a right to somewhat overreact to this, because I don't even think it's overlooking it. Tennessee could get nothing going. They had nothing go. That touchdown pass was huge. It was a fluke play at the, at the end of the day. And then the, the game-winning touchdown, yeah, that was that was designed. They ran that to a tee. <laughs> Yeah, and, and Trey, Trey, uh, Tennessee, any chance they can – I think they beat Virginia Tech, but the big game for Tennessee is going to be Florida in a couple of weeks when they play them. Do you think Tennessee can find a way – and I do think they play to, to their competition, but one thing I noticed about Tennessee, and you tell me what you think, Trey, I don't think they've been hitting in practice this year. I don't think they look physical at all. Well, one – they have serious issues on the, on the line, um, and, and that's going to be exposed all year long. Um, even against probably Florida, it looks pretty terrible themselves. Uh, may, maybe you can talk up. Man, I, I don't buy the – I mean, I don't – here's the one argument that I, I think is ridiculous. They overlooked them. That, that just didn't happen. They canceled classes and hyped this game up into, at Tennessee. They didn't overlook this team. They wanted to go out and make a statement. This was supposed to be – and Butch Jones talked about this. This was going to be their, their, their sort of start off their season, and that was preached to these guys. And they wanted to go out and make a statement. Uh, so they didn't. I think that's a big issue for Tennessee because they went out and they got whipped on the line. Uh, and it, it doesn't get easier. If they think Appalachian State you know, has a good defensive well, line, well, ooh, Tarvin, come on now. They're, they're, well, they're going to Trey, gonna Trey you, remember, oh. you remember last year when – when Auburn got beat up front on both sides of the ball by Jacksonville State, and I said that Auburn played down to their competition and overlooked them. Well, Tate doesn't lie. Film doesn't lie. And I think you're right on that, Trey. I think when you're getting beat, and I was an Auburn fan, so I, I looked at it differently. I was hoping that that we weren't that bad. But it, come, it turned out the next few weeks that we were that bad. I don't know if yeah. we can fix something like this during the season. I don't know if you can you can make those kind of adjustments of being physical during the middle of the season, right? Because you have to game plan. That's what you're doing. You're becoming well, more I mean, physical. I, you, 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 
I think summer and fall is when you become physical in the spring. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think uh, that, I mean, when you're that hyped up to start the season and you have all these expectations and you're yelling from the rooftop that you're back and, and people can buy into Tennessee, and Butch Jones did that this year. I mean, this wasn't Butch Jones talking down to his fan base. This was Butch Jones saying, hey, this is it. This is our year. Ooh, Tarvin, I'm just saying, this could go south for them real fast. I mean, this I can see this year where you have Tennessee – uh, you know, LSU and Auburn all vying for Tom Herman and maybe yeah. Texas. Well, I'm, I'm, I can I can make it happen. I can, I can <laughs> get it. But but, 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 but but you know what? You're right. If, if LSU loses the coach this year and then Auburn's trying to get rid of it, there's not too many coaches available. I don't want Lane Kiffin to be at, at Auburn. I'm sorry. He's done a phenomenal job. Heck we'll no. Heck no. But, but I don't want <laughs> I don't want Lane Kiffin there. But I'm gonna tell you the team that stunk it up the most yesterday, and Auburn's not even on that list because Auburn played the number two team in the country to six points and a chance to win the game. So they didn't stink it up. LSU stunk it up yesterday. Oklahoma stunk it up yesterday. And biggest of all, Mississippi State Jonathan loses to South Alabama. I mean, SEC looks like. Looked like pitch yesterday, and, and and my upset prediction came true. Remember, my only prediction I gave: Southern Miss beats Kentucky, and boy did they ever! Southern Miss <laughs> beat Kentucky. The SEC looks like garbage right now, hot garbage. Oh, and Kentucky was up big yesterday at one point. It was twenty-one to seven. I I turned it off. I'm like, well, this is going to be a runaway. You know, I I focused my attention on the two games between the states of uh, Alabama, and I was. Checking in on the the team in Gainesville, and um, yeah. my goodness, great Florida, comeback by Florida Southern Miss. Oh, they were terrible. You Matt, you let, let me put it this way: UMass is so bad, the Mac kicked them out. I, I mean, the <laughs> Mac kicked UMass. At the last time a team got kicked out of a conference uh, was Temple when they got kicked out of the Big East and they lost like forty games in a row. And Idaho is getting kicked out of uh, of the Sun Belt. Well, they're terrible. New Mexico State is getting kicked out. They're, I mean, that's not good company to be in. Okay. And Florida was awful yesterday. No doubt about it. Kentucky, second half, awful. Mississippi State, 30, awful. 27 to nothing. 27 to nothing they got outscored in the second half at home. Uh, Kentucky, that is. They were up 35-17, Trey. At halftime, mm-hmm. get outscored twenty-seven to nothing. Suits, I'm sorry, you get fired that night. You know, you're yeah. fired immediately, right there. And, yeah. and and you know, Southern Cal, Southern Cal got beat down by forty-six because they fired Blaine Kiffin at the at the airport. Trey, what do you think about that one? I think that fifty-two, that that last fifty-yard pass came because of that airport firing Blaine Kiffin had to go through. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Tarman, you didn't mention another SEC just bad performance. I mean, Arkansas, 21 to 20. What? Yeah. Arkansas always sucks early in the year to be seen. They're terrible when it comes to out-of-conference teams. They lost to Toledo last year. They lost to William and Mary or somebody. And then all of a sudden in the SEC they look like like game busters or something. I I can't figure Arkansas out, but – but I'm going to tell you, Florida, I watched some of that. 
and I saw the stats, and I looked at it. Florida is terrible. I mean, they, they're worse than last year. And that's hard to say, guys. They, I mean, they were a If you're a Florida fan, six four six seven five five six four. Where's Joey Busy? Joey, Joey Busy is real though. He's probably, Come on now. He's probably he probably thinks they're winning the national championship right now, but I'm telling you, Florida looked awful to me. I mean, just Del Rio had 256 yards, but that's it. I mean, 24 points on UMass guys. That's Trey. I mean, I'm over exaggerating how bad Florida was yesterday. I mean, they look terrible. No, no, they 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 look pretty bad, and Del Rio. Uh, didn't look like he could throw himself out of wet paper sack. I mean, it wasn't good. I mean, I know his numbers look okay at the end, but if, if you watched any of that, which I think all of us – looks like we all kind of watched some of that game, uh, it, it didn't look good on offense, buddy. And, again, you have an offensive genius coaching this team. Yeah. Well, it looks like all the offensive seven, geniuses out of the SEC because they're not – Blaine Kiffin is the only coach, I'm going to say, is an offensive genius right now because every year he's been there. He he has done something great with whatever. And let's bring Sonia on real quick and see what she thought about Lane Kiffin and that performance last night. Sonia, congratulations on that that butt whipping last night. Y'all gave USC. That was about the only hot spot of the SEC yesterday. I have absolutely no problem with Lane Kiffin. <laughs> Lane is cool with me. <laughs> I had absolutely no problem with the way Alabama played last night, except for the first quarter, but they got it together after that. I was I was very, very happy last night. No freshman problem at all. And um, I freshman, definitely loved freshman quarterback. I was, I was happy to see a freshman quarterback come in and actually do something. For oh, we, game. we had already it's seen him during game, spring game and had already been um, tracking him. And what I love is the fact that Tua is right behind him. <laughs> And he's just like him. Yeah, but uh, it's gonna be awesome. Listen, the first week doesn't the first week doesn't mean everything. He's got a little bit sneak peek into things. I don't think Alabama's gonna win all the games fifty two to six, of course, but it's good to see him go out of conference and just put a beat down on Southern Cal. Cal's got a pretty good team. I mean, never lost like that. I think it's been since the fifties when they played Notre Dame that they lost a game like that. Uh, the years, I think it was, but it was great to see. It was great for Kiffin to go back to the team that that you know. I mean, to let him go like that, it was wrong. But we were just looking at his tweet, and he, it, his passive aggressive. One thing about Lane, Lane Kiffin is the best Twitter troll. He, he's really he's good at trolling on Twitter, and his post game tweet was a, a pic with his son holding the game ball, and his hashtag was three fourteen a.m. lax. <laughs> that was exact. <laughs> <laughs> now tell but, but me that, that's the <laughs> that, that is funny, but that's why I don't think that's what scares me about him being a head coach right there. Saban's not a Twitter troll, you know. Malvin, people like that, Jimbo Fisher, but Lane Kiffin, I just don't think he's mature enough to be a head coach. He's got it made where he's at right now. He needs to stay at Alabama and just keep. Well, no, this is the thing, though. But this is the thing, after the game, and I don't know if, if a lot of people saw this, but after the game, Clay Helton and all of the players, they came over to Lane Kiffin 
they were actually lined up to shake his hand, give him a hug, and pay their respects. It was really, really cool to see after the game because it was so awesome just to see that, that, you know, sportsmanship and camaraderie and that there was still that respect there. So, you know, it was just a little uh, tweak at the um, the AD. (laughs) That was a a funeral. That's what that was. But sticking that dagger in because we were sitting there and I was like, okay, when I saw the last touchdown, or we'll put it like this, when we got to the third touchdown, (laughs) I was like, okay, we'll see. When the fourth touchdown came in, I was like, okay, they're going to stop. When the fifth one came in, he was like, okay. That's a third string, dog. Yeah, I'm like, wait, dog. That's third string. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, sweetie. Hold on. That means safe is like, man, go ahead and do what you got to (laughs) do. Because Saban usually doesn't do it like that. Saban's like, dog, you know what? Go ahead and do what you got to (laughs) do. I'll give you a pass. I heard Steve Sarkeesian is actually coming. He's in Alabama now as a special assistant, offensive assistant. Yeah, water hydration. It might be good for him. And I actually. We'll see what happens. Yeah, see what happened to Kiffin. (laughs) Maybe he's hoping for the same thing. Sign your interesting game. I'm just happy you guys shut up all the UFC fans in the discussion page group. Okay. Because they were getting annoying. And I don't like Bama, and you well know that. But the good right. thing about it is you shut, you shut all those annoying fans up that were running their mouths, acting like they're the greatest thing ever since sliced cheese, and they get run out of the building like that. Now they've lost <laughs> Now they've all, most of them is shut up. I'm cool with Avery, but that's one of the few UFC fans I'm cool with in that group, so. Yeah, it, it was hey, very, remember, it was hey, funny. Hey, you remember, if he dies, he dies. Right? <laughs> if he dies, he dies. I've turned that game off at 24-3, but my goodness, just, Whooping, and we had that conversation. Can, can we stop running up the score? They got third stringers in. Just take me. Just take me. It's more insulting just to take the knees at this point. I mean, throw in the towel, somebody. I was just, dude, I was just over here like, bro. Can we get a band aid? Can somebody throw a white towel? Oh. Try. Try. I'll go behind. I've never enjoyed a game so thoroughly, and I was doing the game day, uh, the game day thread in the group that Quinn's referencing. And let's just say, first quarter, oh my God, you you see the USC fans and the Trojans, it was just fight on, blah blah blah. Oh look at our defense, this and this and that. Can't run, can't yeah, they oh they, the offense sucks, blah 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 blah. And then when Jalen Hurts came in, oh he fumbled the ball. Oh look at Hurts, ha ha ha. Dude, I'd say what, maybe... Two touchdowns in less than a minute. Dude, it was crickets. I was like, where, where y'all go? Where y'all... Hey, what's up? Where everybody go? Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, they ran off. Well, at least I'm like, that was a bright oh, that's... Well, no, it was great, it, though. It was really it, great. Quick, quick, what, what, do you, what do you think about LSU and Les Miles? I think he's going to lose his job for this team. Oh, my God. 
I watched. Uh, wait, do you, are you guys familiar with TJ the LSU dad? Do you guys watch his yeah, videos? I watch his videos. They're <laughs> awesome. Wait. They're going to rebound from this, you know that. This is, this is what I love about TJ, because he's, he's the most honest LSU fan I've ever seen, because all he does, he compares LSU to Bama all the time. He's always, like, fire less miles. And he was this morning, he's like, we don't pay less miles $5 million to be nice. And he's, he's, he's right. They don't pay him $5 million to be nice. But at this point, I'm thinking, okay, first of all, LSU fans, it's your first game. All fans of all teams that lost need to calm down. I don't know why you guys are, are melting down, having a fit, acting like your season's over. It's one freaking game. All, everybody just needs to calm down. Forget any polls. Quit talking about who's going to drop what. None of these polls that you're looking at matter. None of them have any effect. You, The only poll you need to be worried about is the college football playoffs. And if the, if this is the only game that your team uh, loses, be happy that it happened early. Think about what happened with Alabama and Ole Miss last year, and what happened. The end well, result. Tanya, well, Tanya, Tanya, you know, two questions coming in for Auburn and LSU were the quarterbacks, and after watching the quarterbacks for LSU and Auburn yesterday, I mean, I know it's early and it's the first game, but if you're not better by now, I mean, you've had few years to get there. I just don't see LSU and Auburn really doing anything because my, my question was answered for both of them. LSU sucks at the quarterback position and so does Auburn right now until they figure out which one they're going to use. But I think my questions were answered on both of them yesterday. And I know it's early, but sometimes you can get a question answered about a team this early. But you're right, the polls don't matter right now. It matters about six weeks from now. LSU's in trouble and Auburn could be too, even though they're a lot better on defense than they have been in years past. That's why I don't know what they are. Either. Sometimes it takes a switch at players. I mean, I just think everybody needs to calm down. Seriously. I don't think anybody needs to throw in the towel. I can't calm down, Sonia. I can't calm down. You got to calm down. Seriously, though, you might turn around. <laughs> they might switch two players, and that might change the whole dynamic of the team. You mm. never know. I just think people are just overreacting off one game. It's the first week. All right. The only people right. that Tennessee, should really be tripping what do you think? or or really think like Tennessee? having some sort of whatever are just nobody. <laughs> right, Everybody just need to calm down. What do you think? What do you think about Tennessee, Father? Oh yeah, we already talked about Tennessee. Butch Butch if if I was Tennessee, I would be I would be concerned if I were Tennessee fans. Because to me, what Butch put on the field that night, that was not Tennessee football. That I don't know what that mess was, but that I don't even know if that was football. <laughs> it dang sure wasn't Tennessee football. I don't know what that crap was. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I don't know if he's. I, I don't know where he got that from. I'm, I'm just gonna be honest, because we were sitting there like I was like, what? Are, did they bet on themselves to lose or something? I mean, seriously, what what are they doing? And I don't want to blame the players because the players are under the guidance of their coaches. I put that all on Butch and his coaching staff. I don't know if they didn't watch game film, but to me, they overlooked Appy State, and Appalachia State was like, okay, we're going to come in here and run it. And they looked, they got outplayed, they got outcoached, they got out everything. And that was on the coaching staff. That was all on them. And so if I was a ball fan, I would be kind of concerned that my coaching staff is like, you know, oh, no, with the first game. 
Because if you didn't prepare well, for them, well, dude, what, what about when we start facing, you know, like the Arkansas, the Georgias, the Alabamas? How about um, how about Oklahoma and Bob Stoops? Should you panic if you're an Oklahoma fan? <laughs> oh, dude, I was laughing about that. That that made me happy. <laughs> that's the only that's the only broad spot of yesterday. Besides, as besides much as Dan Mullen who's in the South Alabama. Dude, the Big Twelve is wide open. I was so happy yesterday when Bob Stoops was standing over there frustrated. I was man, I was having a coke and a smile. <laughs> That man talks so much smack. <laughs> All I do, can you yeah. find an end zone? <laughs> Woo, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see him. But, but the first week, you know, is the first week. It is what it is. You're right. A couple of adjustments, some tweaks. Teams get better from week one to week two. But there are some questions being answered. Like Alabama, for instance. My question was, again, I'm eventually I quit being stupid maybe, and I quit trying to say that Alabama's going to lose a few games. Maybe I'll quit doing that for a while and see how that goes. But how did Alabama's quarterback do? They did pretty damn good. How did their center do? Oh, pretty good. How did the running game do? Oh, pretty good. How did the defense do? Probably the best I've seen at Alabama, which blows me away, actually. That blows my mind that Alabama's defense is better than it has been in years past, looks like. But, uh, man, sometimes I wish I was an Alabama fan, sometimes. I'm going to be honest though it, it, it feels good Because those guys are so young And you know You you, you want them to, to succeed so badly But it, It's the same thing you know it's like Everything is You know it's cyclical so With those ups come those downs You know so that's coming You know our, our downtime yeah. Is coming so when? Have when? When? Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. I just want to enjoy the ups times while we can. Yeah, but Jason, Jason, you're all you're all right. Yeah. Yep. Well, tell me what you think about the Big Ten so far after your first day of seeing them and uh, your Gophers, real quick. No one played anybody. <laughs> so, um, oh God, talk about Ohio. Well, go ahead. Well, I I would hope Michigan and Ohio State put fifty on whoever they played because they played nobody. <laughs> Furman. Seventy. <laughs> um, Northwestern surprised me. Um, losing. By losing, <laughs> I thought they would win. Um, Won that bet. I, I hate to admit this, but Wisconsin surprised me. But I don't know if it's Wisconsin being that good or LSU being that bad. So LSU that bad. I, I, Probably I'm afraid both. It's, it's the first week. We'll see what happens as we go forward. When we enter actual conference play. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm I'm with Sonya. I mean, I was <laughs> I was laughing yesterday. Laughing. Yep. Um, saw some good football. <laughs> saw some really bad football. <laughs> and saw some really bad quarterback play. Yeah. You know, and and I'm you know for me, you know me, I, I rip on our quarterback. I have probably for the past four years, and my quarterback <clears throat> cannot throw the ball farther than ten yards. But I felt good after watching LSU and their quarterback. 
and at least my quarterback has learned not to turn the ball over. <laughs> <laughs> at least he holds on to at it. At least he holds on to it, and he runs for touchdowns. So I feel pretty good about my Gophers. I have to be concerned about Wisconsin. I saw something I didn't like. They actually looked decent on defense. On defense. Offense, we'll see. Um, Jason, Jason, I want to go back to that Wisconsin game. How big was it that that game was played in Lambeau Field? Because a lot of those Wisconsin players, that's their dream probably to play there, and that's their only chance they're ever going to get to play there. How big was it that game being played at Lambeau? That's no compared excuse. To neutral side? That's no excuse because that adrenaline lasts for about five minutes. <laughs> I'm telling you, Tarvin, it may have benefited them for five minutes, but – Oh God, LSU! Oh my God! I, I just oh, it hurt! It hurt, Tarvin. Oh, Nathan can't say Wisconsin. That... I can't say Cheeseheads. I'm like the ten, the Alabama guy who just hates Tennessee. I, I can't stand the Cheeseheads. Yeah. And I'll my... say this, Tarvin: Wisconsin did not have the home didn't have a crowd advantage either. It was probably either about 50-50 or 60-40 LSU because I'll tell you this, in Wisconsin, it's they what they care about most is Packers football, and then you can go down about 10 notches, and then it's Badger football. So yeah, I knew, even though it was at Lambeau, that – LSU would probably have the crowd advantage. You could see it was about 50-50. LSU so, sucks. Yep. Does everybody agree? Does everybody uh, agree? Last Miles will be fired after this year. Please agree. He should have been fired about five years ago, but will everybody agree with me on this show that Les Miles will be fired? He'll rebound from this, but he'll still get fired. Yeah. Probably, even though I like Wes, I think he's a good guy. But yeah, I think he'll be gone. I'll tell you all what. From what I saw yesterday, as far as coaching, and, and you know, looking at this week, looking at Tennessee, and like I think Bob Stoops is going to be at Oklahoma until he retires. So I don't ever think he's really on the hot seat. But I'm looking at Tennessee. I'm looking at Auburn. I'm looking at LSU. I'm looking at Mississippi State. I'm looking at Kentucky um, specifically. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I, I, yeah, pretty much. And I, I'll tell you this, you know, Virginia, actually, the way they lost yesterday, I mean, I know they just hired Bronco Mendenhall, but, mm, uh, you know, but there, there's, those five teams stick out my mind. I'll tell you this much right now. Art Brown is looking for a job. I don't, I know that stake around him is bad. But somebody's going to look at him and go, we'll fix his image. Will you win games? Will you win games that we're supposed to win? I mean, Brett Gillum has got to be on the hot seat at Arkansas. I don't care. Oh, we beat LSU two years in a row. You're 6-6 six and six every year. I'll tell you what, Art Brown's going to find himself a job, and it might be in the SEC next year. It may be, it may be at Auburn next year. I mean, I think – Now, that, Brett, Art, you'll hang on to Brett team. for a minute. <laughs> I thought, I thought yeah, at least he brings some excitement. Redneck would be happy. I talked to some high-up people at Auburn last night, and, and uh, I'm telling you, Gus Malzahn's got a chance this year. But he's got a – he 
he's got to show that he can develop a quarterback. If not, you're going to see Tom Herman, maybe Jimbo Fisher. You, have, you may even see Chip Kelly getting a call. Gus has to win this year more than I – mean, he doesn't have to win a championship, but he's got to show that he can develop a quarterback and get the offense going. They're not happy right now at Auburn. And I know it's one game, so we'll see how, how they do in the next in the next four weeks. Jason, Sonia, thank y'all for calling in. Trey, give me the odds of Gus Alvarez keeping his job this year. Well, you know, I, I think Tarvin, um, and, you know, what's going to come down for Gus, what's going to come down for Les, is going to be the Alabama, I think, for both of them. Um, I, I think, and for Auburn, I think the Georgia game is going to matter a lot for Gus Malzahn as well because we see um, a new coach with a young quarterback, and he looked good this weekend. So I think for Gus, um, if he can make it to those games, especially the Alabama game, it's going to be important that he plays really well. Um, or, you know, he gets his guys playing well. And I think for last, it's the exact same thing. The big games from here on out are going to matter a lot. And you can't lose the ones you're supposed to win. You can't, you can't you know, Auburn is not going to yeah. lose to Kentucky or whoever it is, and they're not going to lose to some nobody. Vanderbilt. Yeah, they're not yeah. going to lose to so, Vanderbilt. Ooh. So, Auburn, yeah. Vanderbilt, Malzahn keeps his job if, you know, like you said, he protects his home field. Losing to Clemson last night, and I told people, said it on the air, it's not a big deal if they lose, as long as they don't get embarrassed. Did they get embarrassed? No. They had chances to win. How they, where they go from here is, is really guess Malzahn. It's up to him whether he keeps his job. If they lose to Georgia and Athens and they're a good team by touchdown, if he loses to Bama in Tuscaloosa and they win a championship by 10 points or something. So when you start losing games and your team quits, that's what I'm looking for. Like, like, like Trey, you said it offers the first part of their schedule. If, they, if they're one and three after the month of September and this team goes to the tank, that's when Gus Miles loses his job. Don't you agree? Back 
of doing what Nick Marshall did unless it's John Franklin the third. But again, we'll see. And that's why I'm going to – who's glad football is back? Bobby and Jason, stay out there. don't know anything here. I just had to – I had to leave the studio for a minute, so I had to make sure I muted a couple of things. So who's, who's glad football is back there? Are you glad? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, one of the questions I have uh, uh, before we go off today is I'd like to know, Tarvin, um, just kind of predictions. And I didn't get a chance to, to be on the show for predictions. And so I'm just curious, um, you know, your guys' final four predictions, if you want to change them this week, that's fine, because I'm just now making mine. But uh, I just certainly want to talk about that before we go off. The hell with you and your predictions. Uh, <laughs> I, I had, I had, and, and again, what, what I said, what I said to everybody was, look, I'm guessing because I have no clue, no clue. I had Ohio State, Florida State, um, I think I had Tennessee and LSU. Or it was Tennessee. Who was it, Jonathan? I think I changed it. I said two SEC teams wouldn't make it. And I said, who did I pick? I'm trying to remember. Tennessee, um, Florida State, and Ohio State. And it's not looking well, I mean, good. I can't remember. Let's I, I know I didn't pick Oklahoma. I know I wouldn't do that. Let's reset it now, buddy. Who do you got now? After you've seen a, you know, <laughs> the big week college football, now you get a chance to redo your picks. Who you got final four? Okay. I would put Ohio State in. Um, I would put Michigan in. I would put Florida State in, and I would put Alabama in. All right, so two from the Big Ten. Jonathan, who you got? Man, I tell you what, I, obviously I'm still gonna ride the Florida State wagon. Um, well, um, we'll find out Monday night if I'm gonna keep Florida State in my prediction or not. Um, and then looking at the Big Ten, I, I like Michigan. I mean, Ohio State, as well as they played yesterday, it's just the lack of experience is going to cost them at some point. Um, They're good. They're good. I have Alabama. I'm going to go ahead and say Alabama makes it. I mean, Alabama did yesterday what I thought they were going to do. They're going to start a quarterback that probably shouldn't be starting. He was going to look like, like garbage. They bring in somebody else. And he tears it up. That's exactly what happened. I mean, they figured this out to a T. Uh, so I think Alabama actually is going to run it out now. Originally, I had LSU. Um, and then, um, let's see, so Florida State, Michigan, uh, Florida State, Michigan, Alabama. And then, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to call for it this year. I have Houston making it. I think Houston's going to run the table. All they got to do, go undefeated. And the best thing about that is you beat Oklahoma. Now you need Oklahoma to win the Big 12 Conference, right? You got Louisville at the end of the year. You don't need Louisville to win the ACC, but you need Louisville to let they finish third behind Florida State and Clemson. At least they look respectable then, right? Houston undefeated, I think, gets in. I don't like anybody in the Pac-12 as good as Washington did look yesterday, and I think they can still make a run. But I think Houston gets in this year, and I think that's the team to keep an eye on. So you just you know in no particular order: Florida State, Bama, Michigan, Houston. Yeah, I'm gonna back up guys and take Michigan out because I do like Ohio State to win that. But Houston was a team that that we talked about the other night that I think they make it because they don't really have a schedule trade. 
So I would I don't like two teams from the same conference being in. So if you had Ohio State, Florida State, Alabama, and Houston, I think Houston's earned it, especially after beating Florida State last year, coming back, opening yeah. up a neutral site, ten point underdog. So I'm gonna go with those four. Scratch Michigan. I don't think they're there yet, but I think Ohio State is. Yeah, I, I How about agree, you, uh, buddy? I got one mulligan. Uh, we talked. I talked about this uh, not on the air, but uh, offline. Uh, the three of mine are going to the same. I'll tell you the one. I, the one I changed after this weekend. Uh, so I had Alabama. Uh, I had uh, been with over my one seed. I, I felt like until they lose it, I can't. I'm just going to keep putting them there. And then I just think that you know that's even better now that I saw them play this week. Uh, my number two was Ohio State. Um, I know they lost a lot, but one, I don't think the Big Ten is very good. I think they have one real game uh, in the Big Ten against Michigan, uh, and I thought the game against Ohio, against Oklahoma was manageable because it was a couple games in. So that's who I had with two. My number three, which nobody's talked about, Quinn might like, and this is preseason, I haven't seen them play, uh, is Notre Dame. Uh, I think the schedule and their talent level is pretty good. Uh, so I had Notre Dame at three. And my big mulligan, I had Clemson at four before last night, but I'm going to change it to Louisville. Uh, so what? I think if you look, I think they have Florida State in a trap game at home. Uh, they got to get past Clemson, Tarvin, and other than Houston, uh, they should be running through that that schedule. So and they have a guy who people aren't talking about who could put up, uh, who could be in the the Heisman Trophy. I think will be in the Heisman Trophy discussion by the end of the year. I mean, if they have one loss, Tarvin, let's say they lose to Clemson and Florida State gets Clemson for the ACC's first knocking each other out, and they play an undefeated Clemson, uh, undefeated Houston near the end of the year, they have a shot to be a one-loss a one team of an ACC mm-hmm. champion to go in over Houston, who they just beat. So, I, I like I'm right now I'm going I like to it. my final four. I like it. Tanya, who do you have in your final four right now? The season ended today. Alabama and uh, whatever other three teams that are better than them. All right, give me some names. I need names. I don't know who they are yet, so you just had to put me down for Alabama. <laughs> you know not to ask me that question. <laughs> you better guess. Be like, it's called guessing. Or after they say who they are. Exactly. Go ahead. Jason, do it. You know, I'm a... I'm a huge fan of preseason rankings going to hell because they they mean nothing. I mean exactly that's why I hate them. Nothing. All nothing. I care about is Alabama. But hold on, Jason. Jason has his. Hold on. All right, I got um, I got Alabama. I got FSU. After that's yesterday. Awesome. Man, flip a coin. Michigan, Ohio. I'll give it to Ohio State because it's in the shoe this year. <clears throat> um, they look about even. And then, and then the fourth, four, right? Fourth, man. I ooh. You said all. I'm gonna say TCU. You give it to TCU. They're the only one that looked decent out of the the um, Big Twelve so far. TCU almost lost last night, didn't yeah, they? They gave up 41 to South Dakota State. I'm going with TCU. That's my dark horse. Patterson I, all the way. Woo! You know what? I think that's a good dark horse. you got a really good coach. And we all know how it is. Whenever Oklahoma's running Tyler, they suck. Um, you know, who, who, you know who, who's the second-best team in that conference? And hey, hey, maybe after tonight, Texas will run the table. Oh, Wait, hold no. on. Oh, no. Don't, don't say that. 
Hold on, because I, I was just trying to say, wait a minute, because we already got Longhorns talking smack. Wait a minute. You guys, I forgot about that game for some reason. I, I think we're getting home at 4 a.m. this morning. It's no, we're watching it. Yeah, we, yeah, oh, wait, we have Tarvin. a football game tonight, guys. Yes, we do. But, Tarvin, hold on. Can we please send a message out? Uh, to all Michigan and Ohio State fans, especially Ohio State fans, fans, please, 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 please stop bragging about your team's win. You beat Furman, baby, okay? Furman. Michigan beat Furman. That Michigan so, State no. beat Furman. Ohio State. Yeah, that, that Michigan State struggled with Furman. Michigan, Michigan don't Michigan Hawaii. Hawaii. Oh, yeah, Hawaii. So, <laughs> okay. yeah, so please stop acting like that was some, like, you be, like, the number one team in the nation yeah. or something. Peace. Yeah. Are you insinuating Hawaii is not a playoff contender? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not insinuating. I'm saying it. Yeah, and to all the Vols fans, somebody, yes, you are banned. Uh, just in case you don't have Facebook, all Vols fans, you are banned from talking smack about or to any other SET team fan until the end of the season. Okay? Mm-hmm. Just so y'all know. Because on Thursday, all all we heard up until Thursday night was how you guys were the king of the SEC East and how you guys were going to run the SEC East and you were going to be uh, – you were just waiting <laughs> to find out who you had to play. So you guys are banned because what that was, we don't know. We are still trying to do the analysis and find out what game that was that you guys are playing because that was not football. So until further notice, you guys are banned from talking smack. You just sit quietly in the corner see, on Saturday. See, Clemson fans, they can talk. All their fans can talk. They actually played somebody, you know, and you can play somebody good. You can, you can talk a little bit. But Tennessee, Appalachian State, yeah, they were a no. decent little football team, but but if you're king of the East, if you're if you're gonna make an SEC run, you don't go into overtime at home against Appalachian State. Oh, and you don't right. sing Rocky Top when they miss a field goal. That was oh my god, and that was so embarrassing. And you don't charge the field after and, and you don't charge the field after you win. Yes. <laughs> by the luck. It's not like you won by grit and determination. You bucked up and ran the game. So singing Rocky Top when you score a touchdown is acceptable. Score, singing Rocky Top because he missed a field goal, which enabled you to win, no. I, I mean, you know, we talk about – Well, we're talking about all the teams in the SEC that did bad yesterday. I want to talk about a team that – I mean, damn. How about Georgia? I mean, how about them Bulldogs yesterday? You know, they, they were down, right. and yep. no doubt about it, North Carolina. Well, hold on now. North Carolina, no doubt about it, their coaches took their team out of that game. They lost their composure. There were some questionable pass interference calls, I'm not going to lie, but at the same point in time, I'm looking at you, number five. If you just turn your damn head around, they're not throwing the flag. Look for the, if the receiver's putting his hands up for the ball, don't tackle him. Look for the ball. Mm-hmm. Um but Nick Chubb looked phenomenal yesterday. That's the Nick Chubb we all love to see. He looked great. Yep. Uh, Tony Easton came in, and not Tony, Jacob, uh, brought up his daddy. Uh, Jacob came in and looked good yesterday. Grayson mm-hmm. Lambert did a good job of not making mistakes. That team did not quit. 
They were down 24-14 quick after halftime and punched right back. Jonathan, the problem I have is Nick Chubb coming off injury. He had a great performance. Please don't think I didn't notice that. But you give him the ball 32 times that early in the season after an injury like that with a schedule like you're about to go through, I don't think it was good for Georgia that they had to to use 32 times Nick Chubb in order to beat a pissy North Carolina team. I mean, I understand that. I understand, but we knew going into that game that Georgia's going to win by running the football. Everyone's like, oh, just throw last year out. There's no, you know, this North Carolina team. No, crap. I'm going to call BS on that. North Carolina defense wasn't getting better. I picked North Carolina, by the way, to win that game. Just a young man. No, I'm not, and, and, and I'll pick Georgia. We went head-to-head on it, I know. But, I mean, my whole thing is we knew North Carolina couldn't stop a nosebleed if you handed the ball to it. So, he, he, of course, they fed Chubb, and, and, and they gave Douglas carries. It was all about running the football, making sure, you, you know, you didn't have to throw it. And when they threw it, North Carolina was just like, oh, we'll tack the receiver, pass interference. Don't even give him a chance to catch it. We'll take the 15. Well, that, that's not the best idea, just saying. You know, and then the crucial part of that game, though, was when Fedora got that 15-yard penalty that backed his team up, and then his dumbass called a screenplay in the end zone, a, a screen to the left when you're on the left hash. You already ain't got no room. You got no room to get with. You're in your own end zone. How do you think that play is really going to wind out? How do you think that's going to start? Of course they got a safety there. Maybe so, a safety. I mean, I, Maybe a safety. I mean, I saw North Carolina's coaching staff hand the game away because they lost their composure when Kirby Smart kept to the school and said, we're just going to keep at it. We're going to figure it out. Kirby Smart did an excellent job coaching yesterday. I'd lo- I'm going to love to see how he does for the rest of the year with these bigger games coming up. But if any team outside of Alabama showed up yesterday and said, hey, don't take us lightly. All right. I know everybody's saying we're building here. But George, we have talent here. It's Georgia, and I think that's a team to keep your eye on. Yeah, I will give him. I will give him. He did a great job for his first head coaching assignment. So, shout out to Kirby. Yeah, yeah. My, hey, my, I was wrong about that game. I really thought Chubb wouldn't get as many carries that early in the season. He's a monster, guys. And then if Eason played the way he did yesterday. You got to look at their schedule. They do have to go to Ole Miss. They host Tennessee. There's no Alabama on that schedule. There's a there's an Auburn at home, but I mean, you got to really like Georgia's chances, Brady, of winning the East um, if they get a couple breaks here and there. Yeah, I think Georgia's got to be the favorite now, easily. I had them penciled in as a ten win, you know, team already, and after what I saw, you know, they they can beat Tennessee. And they can beat Florida, no doubt about it, a team that they struggled to beat. And the reason why Mark Red got fired, because you lose to Tyrone Harris two years in a row. Um, and, you know, this is a team that, from what I saw yesterday, they can beat Auburn. This, this Georgia team, watch out, y'all. Watch out, y'all. They can beat Auburn. How's Auburn going to score? What are they going to do? A couple of safeties? What are they going to do? <laughs> Field goal! Just throw a Hail Mary's the whole game. Just throw a Hail Mary's one more payoff. Only one! And I'm a homer more than probably anyone sometimes, but I can be real, and I can tell you that. 
man, I'm scared right now as an Auburn fan. I'm scared of Vanderbilt. I'm scared of Arkansas State. I'm scared of everybody on that schedule right now. So that's just, that's just the way it goes, honestly, guys. I'm scared. So, uh, but Florida, I would love to be able to play Florida because I do think we could beat them. They suck. I mean, have I told y'all that Florida sucks today? Have I said that to anybody? Has anybody heard me say that? Well, hey, in case you didn't know, Florida sucks. And A&M, A&M sucks too, Sonia. You know, they always win their first couple of games and they act like they're oh. there and then they start playing. And then, and then they play Alabama and lose by 59 and then you never hit them again. So, oh, I'm, not into Texas A&M. I'm not buying into that hype from Texas A&M right now. Can no, we talk about too. Josh Rosen, though? I mean, he sat there and then it was played by and telling the crowd to get loud Follows a snap and throws an interception all in the same play. Josh Rosen, don't ever leave college. That's as good as you're ever going to be. That play right there is your whole career. That is your, that's it. The pump up the crowd, waving the arms, drops the snap, throws the interception to a wide open defender. I love that play. Oh, we got one more too, Tarvin, before we hang up. For all the Big Ten okay. fans who are talking about um, the uh, LSU player, the personal foul against the Wisconsin player, yeah. which was dirty. That was, bad. that was that was very bad. And who were talking about you know talking about the SEC being dirty and all of that. Uh, please stop because that does happen. You know, unfortunately, in all, in all conferences, and we can point to Jabari Parker last night who stepped on um, Minka's Fitzpatrick's groin and was ejected. So three golfers get get thrown for targeting. Yep. So it happens. So dirty golfers. Every conference. So you know, don't stop trying to finger point and trying to say it happens. You know, only with SEC teams or only in this conference or that conference. It happens everywhere. That Jabari, that Jabari Griffin incident was so bad. My mom saw it. She goes, "Oh, he's done." She don't watch football, and she saw it and said, "Game over." How is he alive? What is he doing on the field? Like that that was you don't you don't stomp on a man's giblets. Come on now. Hey, come on, dude. Yeah, that was bad. Hey, I I got I got a shirt I'm gonna take a picture of and show y'all what I wore. It's like a it's a karate kid movie. It says sweep the leg. Do you have a problem with that? That's what I say. <laughs> sweep the leg. That's what I was telling Auburn to do to Watson last night. Only <laughs> <laughs> <Paul> Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, guys. Sonia, Jason, thanks for joining us, and uh, yep. look forward to hearing from y'all every week. Every week as we do, as we go through this lovely college football season. And hey, Jason, before you go, Bridgewater's yeah. out. How, how does Minnesota? I kept Peterson, by the way. What do you think Minnesota does now? They signed uh, Bradford. What do you think? Eh, I'm listening to all the Philly fans saying good, and he won't do anything for the Vikings. But what people fail to realize is. Bradford's now going to get to play with AP, who he played with at Oklahoma. So, I feel good about it. Yeah. Teddy's going to be gone for two years, signing for two years. That's what he's worth, you know. Mm-hmm. Does nobody, nobody else realize how bad that trade is? I mean, you got to have somebody. You got to have somebody. They gave, up, they gave up a first-round pick for Sam Bradford. But they need they it, up, though, this year. Adrian Peterson's it's a first-round pick. 
Brandon, you uh, gave up a first-round yeah. pick for – you could have signed Mark Sanchez for nothing. You gave him a first-round pick for crap-ass Sam Bradford. Or Tebow. Tebow's trying to play for the Braves right now. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started. I, I already got a hold of the sky report on him, and it's not pretty. When, when Major League Baseball scouts grade your arm as essentially crap, you have an issue. And they gave him – baseball works off a 20 to 80 scale when it comes to scouting. His arm's a 30 to 40 scale. 45 is average. So Timo's arm is below average. His head tool is you, below I'll average. Bet you money. Trey and Johnson, I'll bet you money that my fastball is better than Tebow's right now. <laughs> um, I wouldn't doubt it. And Trey, Carbon, Trey I, I, you I, I remember my cannon. It, it, it's not much better, buddy. Trey, <laughs> you, you, who won a championship for you, Trey? Who, who, who won a championship for your team? Tarvin, but it was it, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't your arm that helped us win a championship. <laughs> no, it went, no, it, no, it was that eight hundred Batman. That's what it was. Oh, it, it was it was that mouth getting in, getting in all those other hitters' uh, head. Here, here's a good job. <laughs> Let me give you a little story. I'm gonna give you a story. Trey coached the team, uh, softball team, right? We we went three and seven. You know they. The president comes to me and says, can you make a winner? And I was like, yeah. So I went out and recruited the best players. And all of a sudden, I probably in an A-league team, didn't I, Trey? We had, we had guys on steroids hitting 400 foot shots. That's how you do it. No, we had, That's how you do we it. We had guys actually on steroids. It was, it was, it was, it was pretty intense. Practice was a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it was. And, that, and that's how you win. You bring in the best players, baby. That's how Alabama it, it was, wins. They get the best players. It was softball. It was it was like a rec league softball, but yeah, you're right. We we creeped some people with a bunch of steroided guys. But, 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 so you were cool, like Saban. Uh, yeah, a, a two second break here before we get back into football. I'm out in the outfield. I dive for a damn ball. Right, it pops off my glove. Trey's got a walkie-talkie in center field, so that's an error. He's calling them to the scorekeeper that I made an error. <laughs> Now, now think of this. Trey's out there playing center field with a, with a walkie-talkie telling somebody that I made an error and I go for the ball and miss it. So that's an error. Tarvin, <laughs> I, 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 that's pretty creative, but um, we, we all know the ball. It was an easy pop fly, and you were trying to do a Michael Jackson moonwalk to catch it, and it hit you right in the head. <laughs> that was funny. I needed a little break before. Jason's on the line, and Jason, your Oregon duck sucked yesterday. I'm, I was looking at that score. Oregon won 53-28 to against UC Davis. And, Jason, you got about 30 seconds to tell me why I should take your duck serious this year. That was embarrassing. Uh, well, I, I was at the game. I got a late ticket. Um, yeah. It was, oh, you went? What? Huh? You went to the game? Yeah, um, I got a late ticket for of mine. Uh, he was in the, okay, he was in the military and got a ticket for us. So. Um, Overall, I... I, I gave the Ducks grade a B minus C plus. Um, it's UC Davis. We don't know anything about this Ducks team till they play Nebraska. 
Um, Virginia, they got fucking super drag. Um, for <laughs> West, West Virginia, of whatever Richmond. I'll say this right now: if I'm an AD of a Power Five school and my football <laughs> coach lost to an FCS team, he's getting this rock in the papers. Lost to the state, lost to the FCS team two years in a row. That's unexcusable. That is true. That is true. That is, that true. is unexcusable. I don't care. No Power Five team should even be close to an FCS team. No. Yeah, but you're you're you're, you're deflecting, man. You're Oregon stuck. Yeah, you're, you're deflecting. You're going to Virginia all of a sudden. I'm talking about Oregon right now. Oregon, to me, I'm honest with you, Jason. I mean, I, I bash my team all day. Now I'm bash yours. Yeah. Had Dakota Pruck up. I mean, two seventy-one, three touchdowns, That's great and all. But how do you give up twenty-eight points to UC Davis? That's what I want to know. Uh, it, it's it's kind of well. One touchdown is um, and a linebacker just just over on the play. The quarterback man um, man and it was off of the punt return, but twenty eight points. It's it's unexcusable. Um, I'm mad because last year we gave up forty two to East Washington. So twenty eight is a lot better. But like Yeah, like but Eastern Washington's good though. Eastern Washington's yeah. good though. Yeah, they are good. But like I said, we won't know until after Alaska. Um so right. I'm I'm just holding all right, man. my Well your thirty seconds is up, you wanna know, that's all that matters right now. I'm just giving yeah. you hell, man. Because my my, my oh, team's yeah. going one, so that's why that's why I'm being mean. So Anyway, thanks, Jason, for coming in. Hey, we got a big game coming up tonight real quick. Uh, Trey, do you like Notre Dame or Texas or why? And also we want to talk about the Florida State game while we got both of you guys on. And then we may jump into the NFL for a minute. Trey, who do you, who do you like tonight, Notre Dame at Texas? Uh, I like Notre Dame easy tonight. I, I mean, I think uh, it'll be a struggle at first, Tarvin. Uh, but I think Notre Dame has – they're going to play both quarterbacks. Don't jinx us, Trey. Don't jinx us. Hey, I win the win. <laughs> I, I think when you're talking about an out-of-conference like Texas, who, who maybe improved this year, uh, but I think Notre Dame does win it. And, and Tarvin, uh, first off, I got to defend a little bit something right here. You know, Jason Porter there, or Jason uh, talking about um, oh, you know, Richmond beating UVA. Hey, buddy, Richmond's my alma mater, and they're for real. Let's talk about uh, Washington Spiders, State losing Spiders. two years in a row to an SDS team. Yeah, stay in your pack. Hey, man, I, I was gonna um, bring that up. I was gonna bring that up. Washington State for some reason they suck. But anyway, hey Trey, for Texas tonight, could this be like, you know, their offense sucked last year, right? Their defense is pretty oh, yeah. good. Could we be looking at, you know, Gus Malzahn comes out and performs like that offensively last night? Do you think Texas comes out and plays that same kind of offense? Really, like can't do anything because Notre Dame's defense is good. And I like Brian Kelly with quarterbacks. I like what he does with quarterbacks. I mean, why is this line only four points? That's what I don't understand. I mean, well, I, I think Notre Texas Dame's a lot, a lot better. Carbon. Yeah, I think Texas is going to be a lot better this year. And whether their record indicates that, I mean, this is a team that has a lot of problems in depth and they need a lot of recruiting to overcome that. But 
Uh, I think this is going to – I mean, offensive does struggle more in the beginning of the year because it, you have to get your timing into rhythm. So I, I think that this is going to be a lower score in defensive mm-hmm. game for a long time. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Texas because of the 95 degree heat index, Jonathan. That's why I'm gonna go with Texas for not at home. Yeah, I mean I know Notre Dame's gonna replace a lot on defense, um, and offensively they're gonna try this two quarterback system that never works. I don't know why coaches keep doing this. We can't figure out a starter, so we're gonna play both. That's that's dumb. Figure something out. Um, but I'm laying. Uh, I think that is three. So I'm laying three. Uh, I, I'm thinking Notre Dame wins. Um, you know, I, I don't know if it's going to be 38 to three again. Maybe it's going to be 38 to six. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, I have no faith in anything Texas does offensively. And I mean, yeah, their defense is good, but it's talented. But at the same point in time, it's a defense that got torched a lot last year. You know, people think that, you know, Texas was good at something, at anything. And it's like, well, if you look back at it, offensively they were bad. Defensively they were bad. Special teams, they weren't very good. So what did Texas really do? So, you know, I don't, well, I'm not seeing well, well, a, a they, huge improvement. Were they bad defensively because of their offense, do you think? I mean, the defense wasn't good at times, but do you think the defense struggled because of that offense was so bad? I mean, it, it, it does tend to go hand-in-hand, hand, I, I will say that. But, I mean, this this is a team that, you know, if, when they got into, uh, you know, everybody looks at the Oklahoma game, and they're like, well, look what they did against Oklahoma. And Oklahoma made the Cardinals sin last year. They gave the running backs, I think it was, 10 carries. Uh, it's the same thing they did yesterday, same thing North Carolina did. I mean, looking at Texas, this is a team that got into a shootout with Cal and lost 45-44. They lost 30-27 to to Oklahoma State. Uh, they lost 45-48 to Texas Tech. Those are the three main games I'm looking at where it's like your offense showed up and your defense still didn't show up. You know, so I, I honestly don't think that Texas is really as good as people think. I think Charlie Strong loses his job after this year. He'll go be a defensive coordinator somewhere, mm-hmm. do a really good job and get a second chance. He was never – he was never a Texas coach at the end of the day. No, he wasn't. And we discussed that. Even if Texas wins tonight, the first game of the season, it doesn't mean a lot. Um, I still think Texas struggled this year. I think Strong loses his job, Quinn. I know you're picking Notre Dame, but it wasn't shocking that Texas pulled off an upset tonight and ended the season 6-6, six and six, was it? No, it wouldn't. I mean, I – I mean, uh, I hope Notre Dame wins. I, I, I've been dumb for a couple of years with trash talking and guaranteeing my team wins because it's came back yeah. to bit me in the ass more than once. So I hope Notre me Dame too. wins. But, but you, but you brought up, but you brought up the heat, and and that, and that's actually my biggest concern is uh, is no is Notre Dame going to be ready? And by ready, I mean in the terms of being hydrated and not constantly cramping up. I mean, I hope they're ready. I I hope Coach Kelly and Brian Kelly has done what he's needed to do. But, yeah, I think it'll be a close game down to the wire. I I think it'll be a really close game, unlike about, what it was last year. How about the suspensions? You know, we had the arrest at Notre Dame. A couple of players kicked off. A couple, one's injured, but one was extended. 
does that have any impact on the night's game? Do you see Texas being able to to take advantage of, of those positions that will be, I guess, you know, learning? You know, the starters are suspended, the, the young guys stepping up. Do you think Notre Dame can overcome that on the road? Texas is a very tough place to play. I mean, yeah. it's a very tough place, especially with the heat. Yeah. Yeah, I think they'll be. I think I think they'll be ready. And the good thing about Notre Dame is they had so many injuries the past two years that a lot of these guys that are coming in have played before. Yeah. So that That's so good. that also helps. All right. Well, part of the game, and then we we get to start the NFL Thursday night. Trey. Before we get into Florida State, do you think Carolina can go into Denver and take care of business Thursday night as we start the NFL season? Well, yeah. I mean, Trevor Simeon is your starting quarterback. Um, I don't have a lot of faith in him. I think he went undrafted in our fantasy football league, which tells you where um, most people have faith in him. So I think Denver's offense is going to struggle a lot. I mean, Denver's defense is still really good. So I think Cam is going to try to make up for that really terrible performance in the Super Bowl, and I think it'll actually show. I think Carolina's going to beat them. Yeah, I'm ready. Who's who's ready for the NFL? I mean, I'm I'm more excited for the NFL this year than maybe because I'm already 0-1, but uh, I've been excited for the NFL for a long time. Uh, Jonathan, I know you are. I mean, I just love the NFL right now. Look, I watched Northern Illinois Wyoming play their triple overtime game that ended at like four fifteen last night. So yeah, I, I, I college football is my juju. Yeah, I'm ready. And hey, I was gonna tell you a funny thing that TJ Neal, the transfer guy to Auburn, he he came. I can't remember exactly the school he came from. He. He went on Twitter last night and, and went off about his lack of playing time. I'm like, yeah, dude, you just got here. Shut up. Yeah. Well, he that, apologized about it today. That is yeah, why Florida State and Clemson do a silence. That's the exact reason why Florida State and Clemson do their social media silence. That right there. Everybody's like, it's stupid or something. I, I, you know, honestly, that's the exact reason. So we can avoid situations like that. Yeah, like frustration in the moment because that's what it was. Was he was just frustrated? They just lost, and he had an outlet to vent. So what did he do? He went to vent, and then he regretted it. Fifteen minutes later, took it down, but it was already screenshot a thousand times. So I mean, it's smart what Clemson and Florida State do because if they're gonna vent. They're going to vent to themselves or to their teammates, and that's better than getting it all over the internet. Yeah, so back real quick, we got to go in just a couple of minutes. The Florida State tomorrow night in the Labor Day Classic. I remember a few years ago when they played, uh, who was it on Labor Day? Winston went off. That was his coming out party. Pittsburgh. 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 Yeah, Pittsburgh. So here they are again tonight, tomorrow night. Six-point favorite over Ole Miss. I just think, Trey, when you look at Florida State, the reason I'm starting with you, I haven't heard your opinion much, but I think Florida State's got too many athletes all over that field. I think Ole Miss is going to be surprised at, at what they see week one against Florida State. I like the quarterback for Florida State. I just like everything about Florida State this year. And from Jimbo Fisher, he thinks this is his best team he's coached. 
and this is coming from an inside source. So I think Florida State wins this game by two touchdowns, and I think they send a message to the college football world. Hey, I know Clemson's number two right now, but there's a game in Tallahassee coming in October that you're not going to want to miss. What do you think about your Seminoles tomorrow night? Well, uh, you're right that Jimbo Fisher has talked about this being, you know, possibly his most coachable team, which is, you know, coach speak for my best team, right? Um, yeah. But um, I, I do have some concerns. Uh, two, there's at least two starting linemen who may not play. I think Eberly, the starting center, will play. Uh, Kareem R., the starting guard, is out for a concussion. Um, the defense should be pretty nasty this year. I mean, on paper, Tarvin, they look really good. Um, just like that Pittsburgh game, I'm very hesitant to talk about how good they're going to be until I see uh, DeAndre Francois actually throw the ball around. Um, Dalvin Cook should do well. But here's the there's an X factor for, for Ole Miss, who did lose a lot to the draft this year. But Chad Kelly, say what you will about him, Tarvin, he can throw the football around, and Alabama knows that. Um, so, I mean – Florida State has to have a nasty defensive outing, I think, to take Kelly down because I think what they're going to do, Tarvin, is Kelly's going to throw it 40 or 50 times on Monday. That's not good. Yeah, I mean, it might not. That's not how you beat Florida State. That's not how you beat them. Yeah, and and that may be the exact recipe for a disaster, but I think their game plan is going to be to come in and throw the ball around. Yeah. So, Jonathan, what are you thinking real quick? I've got to run. My wife needs me to do something for her. So, what do you think? We we may do a show tomorrow night. This depends on, you know, before the Florida State game, of course. We won't interrupt that thing. But to preview this more in detail, because this is actually the biggest game of the weekend, if you think about it. I mean, this is, this is huge. I don't think people realize how big it is. I think it's fallen under the radar because of yesterday, but now it's starting to become come up. Do you, do you think Florida State struggles with Ole Miss Johnson, or do you think they, they beat them pretty handily? Ole Miss is replacing both their linebackers. They're replacing both defensive tackles, and they have a true freshman starting left tackle. That, that's all recipes for failure against Florida State. I, I mean, I, I feel Puzzle, really good about Puzzle's this. Puzzle's gone. I feel really good, man. I mean, you know, like Trey was saying, Josh Sweat, uh, Demarcus Walker, who's the leader of the defense, said this is probably the best uh, defense floor seat he might ever see, and that's huge. Um, you know, I, I really, I think, I think our defense is going to keep Mr. Swag Kelly in check. Swag Kelly. All right, guys. Well, great getting on the show, doing this tonight. Um, my voice is about gone, actually. Anyway, but. I'll let you guys know if we're going to do a show tomorrow night before the Florida State game. But, again, we'll, we need to get into our NFL projections, and we'll probably do that. If we don't do a show tomorrow night, we'll do it Wednesday night. So we'll go through each division and give our winners. We'll give our wild cards and our championships. Trey, are you going to be able to be a part of that? Uh, I can do one Monday. I'll try, I'll try to do a Wednesday. We'll see. All right, we'll see about tomorrow. Quinn, you should be good tomorrow, right? Uh, it all depends what time I'm 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 going back home tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, so. Okay. All right, guys. Well, take care. God bless. Have a safe Labor Day tomorrow. Thank God we're off work. So. 
Anyway, everybody take care. Enjoy football tonight. All right, sounds good. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.